Well, I used to use that nose not only uh, obviously in demonstration, but I used to use it to explain to people how the the, the nose of a dog. Uh, I think whether. It... You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Uh, oh, doing very well. I mean, you and I, just before this podcast, uh, we can let on that we've had just one, I was going to say hell of, <laughs> hell, of. <laughs> hell of a hell of a chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, guy, goodness, the things we've been going on about. I, it's very exciting, Steve. I'm very excited. You've got me right wound up at the moment, all the lovely things that are going to happen. <laughs> and that's, that's just to our site. And then you've got your own other things that are going so well. As... I know. It's a very busy time at the it's moment. It's great, isn't it? Lovely. Very busy. Lots of, thing, <clears throat> lots of activity um, going on. Mm. There's lots of things we want to talk about today, lots of positive things. Um, Let's start off with first, though. Let's start off with some questions, as there's a lot we've got to get to. The uh, first question we have is from Sandy. Um, Hi, I was wondering if you were going to do any other lessons on watercolour pencils, and also wondered how long it took for Colin to feel confident in using the pastel pencils. By that, I mean how long did it take him to be able to look at a picture and mostly know what it would take to complete in terms of colours and shading, etc. That's good. Shall we start with the watercolour? This question first, the water pencil, watercolour pencil. Yes, I I, I want to do more. That, that is one of the things that I want to do. Uh, I've got so much on at the moment with other things and so many other pastel pencil projects um, that uh, it, it's going to be a little while before I can get to it. But yes, the answer is yes, I will. I'd love to do uh, more. And uh, who knows in the future? I've got some good ideas for that. So yes, I will be doing watercolour pencils. A few people have, have asked about that as well and said, oh, yes. are you going to be doing more? So it's good to address that and say, yes, we are. I can understand this, Steve. The reason why is because there's not a lot about on watercolour pencils. I think I've told you before, I've seen quite a few artists using them in demonstration, and they never really pulled it off that well, in my opinion. It was always left wanting. So my views at that time was no stick to watercolour, because I was more in watercolour then than I was pastel pencil, uh, or pastel pencils. But I think there, are, there is a way of using the watercolour pencils, similar to what I did, did before, um, but in another, maybe in a more artistic way. And the great thing about it is most people have got hold of them. They've got them. They've picked them up one one time or another in the art shops and so oh, we'll have a go at these and then you know put them back again so is, is, do you think people don't necessarily they don't approach watercolor pencils the way you approach them um, no so no. so when you look out there and you don't you don't see quite the same no. uh, same pictures because you have a different approach to using them that's right. I, I think there's a way. There is a way of doing it in an impressionistic style, and that's probably something that I'm going to investigate, using a more in impressionism rather than the actual. Mm. Anyway, um, leave it with me. Cool. I, when I get a, when I get a moment to breathe, I shall have a go at them. <laughs> 
What about her other question there about pastel pencils? Um, well, that that crept up gradually when I started using them. I didn't have the confidence in them, uh, and it took me a little while. I would think it probably took me a year, at least a year, uh, to you know get to grips with them and understand them a little more. So I suppose you could say about a year. But it's all it's grown since then. I've learned lots and lots of techniques and over those 26, 27, 28. No, it must be 30 years now that I've been using them. Um, and I've, in that time, I've uh, picked up and developed new techniques. Now I can look at a picture and know instinctively exactly how it's going to look when it's finished. Do you think there's an element of getting used to the colours as well, like becoming familiar with the range of colours that you've, you've got available? Mm. Because you said there, there's been pictures recently that you've picked different colours for that you don't use very often. That's right. So do you think there's, do you think there's an element of knowing what colours you would frequently use and then, and then mm. expanding out on other colours that you wouldn't necessarily go to before? Mm, absolutely. When I... Up to really quite recently, I was always reaching for the same pencil. And a lot of my early work on the member site would have been the same. They would have seen me keep going back to 187 and 182. I still do. But I've now introduced more colours uh, into the range. And I probably use all the colours now. When at one time, I only used to say to people, you don't really need all the colours. You only need about 40 of them. And that would be true to actually start, that's 40 of the 60 range that there is. And that, when you're starting out, that's all you do need. But as you go on, then, and certainly in the later projects we've been supplying and using, you do go to more colours, more of the richer tones. What I've found is that you can put the, the earthy colours or the cool colours, depending what you're doing, and then you can bring some of those other colours in that would be maybe on their own quite stark and and in your face on top of those colors to change the tone slightly and that's what i've been doing recently this is why it's so exciting to be able to do the pastel pencil because it gives you um, a bit of freedom where you've got a watercolor palette or oil palette and so on you tend to be restricted in the colors and mix those colors around changing the various tones with the pastel pencil it's the only medium that we have that you can actually do what I've just told you. That is, you can just play with colour and put a little tint here, just change the tone slightly. Fantastic. So really there's no kind of set boundaries. Say if you've got a sort of a, a cool, um, lots of cool colours in, you know, um, base colours and then building them up to a dark tone and then you want to go, I'm going to put a warm colour in there or, or kind of mm. change the, the bias mm. of it. There really is no kind of, oh, you can't do that. You know, that's... No, that's right. I, I would say that's absolutely true. You can't do that. You kind of have to, first of all, obey the rule of the cool and the warm colours. But I've been putting 233 three in with warm colours. Now, that at one time, I would never have done that. 233, mm. three, which is a cool mid-grey. I wouldn't have used that. I would have gone to 273. But I would have stuck rigidly to the warm colours. But now... I am mixing them slightly, and they're working very well. It's, mm. it's isn't it strange? But it's because taken. You, sorry, sorry, I was, was going to say it's taken 
a long time, a lot of experience to become that confident with and have that trust in it. Well, I have, yes. Uh, yes, it has. But I'm the, you know, the pioneer of the pastel pencil, aren't I? I mean, I started with nothing, no ideas, no techniques, absolutely no instruction at all. And I've worked my way to this. Now, what people now have got, all the members have got, of the, of the advantage, really, that, uh, of me having spent all that time so that now I can say, well, yes, you can put 233 and 182 together. Can I? Yes, you can. Look how good it looks. Mm. So it's taken me a long time to get to that, but now you can do it. And people, yes, there's no limit, Steve. As long as it looks good, you've still got to obey the rules to a certain extent. And that is, if you're in the cool area, you need to largely stay in that area. Or if you're in the warm area, you need to start you know, stay in the warm area. But there's no reason why the two can't. Uh, you know, interlock every now and again. Yeah, within reason. Within reason. Well, we've had quite a lot of people have said to me in the past about, uh, could you list the cool colours and could you list the warm colours? I don't think that's really necessary because warm is warm, you know, the browns, the, uh, the yellows, the reds, the oranges, uh, and the, the earth colours, which tend to are also warm colours, like 273 and 270, they are, uh, can be classed as earth or warm. But earth can also relate to um, the cooler colours, like the greens. You can have earth greens. You see, so you, have a, you kind of have three descriptions. You have warm, you have cool, and you have earth. And the earth kind of links two of the uh, colours together. Sort of bridges a, a gap of a bit. bit of yes, that's right, yes. Yes, you can build up a colour. So I would say there's three ranges you could do. Now, it would be impossible to, to give lists of those because they can intermix, mm. as I've explained. Mm. Mm, interesting. Oh, that's very good. Very good. Okay, thanks, Sandy, for sending that email in. Now, new courses, new pictures. Last week we said we were going to talk about the cats. The uh, cats gone down very well. Lots of people have enrolled in the course uh, singularly on the pastelpencilcourses.com they've chosen good, good, to pay their good. seven dollars to get access uh, to that course uh, and obviously uh, members uh, have been trying it out as well so let's talk about that that's a full-blown drawing freehand tutorial um as well mm. as the the coloring what made you decide to do the the, the freehand Oh. Well, it started off, I suppose, a couple of years ago when we started talking about using the um, going more into drawing. The square drawings was has always been very popular, and that was fine, and it works really well, as we know. But we we then started doing the freehand life drawings, didn't we? That was mm. the sort of kind of first, and then the free kind cartoons. And I started thinking, well, really, people, I've never really taught people to draw. Uh, and I thought, why don't we do use a one particular? We only needed one. And I thought, well, there's one subject that I can actually take and start from the photograph. Here's a photograph, folks. This is how we do it. I'd have loved the cat to be in front of me as well. That, that would have been nice. But they don't stay still very long, so you can't <laughs> physically do that. You've got to use photographs nowadays. Um, so I had the photograph, and I love love the combination of colours on this particular one. It was everything I wanted. It had to be, it couldn't just be a black cat, couldn't just be a white cat. Um, and the tabby had to be a very special kind of tabby. And also a universal cat. It's the kind of cat you see 
trotting past you on the road on you know and uh, in in in, come in your garden when you don't really want it to be there those are the cats you find and see all the time so that right okay we've got the we've got the cat now let's start the drawing and i wanted to do it in a slightly different way it was based on the square drawing idea but i did it so that people have got an opportunity with that to use their skills in observation and seeing how they can proportion out and I was ever so pleased with it I mean was pleased with the drawing side of it and then we moved on to the coloring and that was exquisite and uh, funny enough I'm I'm halfway through watching it back myself now when I get a moment or two and uh, it recalls it because it was done a little while ago and I loved I loved the top of the head I thought that was absolutely and way they the top of her head merges hits the eyes if mm. people look at it again they go from the top of the head the ears good the, the top of the head moving through the eyes which were really really lovely tone and then down to the orangey colors and the pink nose and the white face it was absolutely exquisite so it worked really well mm. and i was thrilled to bits with it so that's the reason i we did it in the first place we had to we had to find an animal that was going to be universally loved Mm. And it either had to be a cat or a dog. Mm. Uh, so I chose the cat. Mm. We've done a lot of dogs recently. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice to nice to pick a cat. We haven't done a cat for a while. And it's, like you say, it's a very popular subject and a very uh, universal picture, especially one that people are likely to want to draw. Because once they've learned the techniques in that, then they can pick, their, pick, pick up a picture oh. of their own cat and give it a try, you know, perhaps... Also, the other reason I chose it, it was a difficult, it, there were difficulties within it, you know, the, the fur, uh, the, the colour combinations and how it changes from the top to the bottom. If you look at the top of the head and then go down to the, the pores, you see a, a completely different tonal range is going all the way through. It's, it's like a, a palette on its own, that one. And mm. I wanted to do that because, I, again, it, it showed the uh, the... the greatness of the pastel pencil i know there's probably such a word as greatness but that's the <laughs> word that came to mind do you know what i mean yeah it, it was it, it was um really but the difficult bit was it was on a paving slab with a dustbins and things in the background um which would have made it a bit it would have taken it away a little bit so i had to decide what to do when you put pores in as people know and i've said it before as soon as you put pores in you have to put them in on something you can't just have them floating so i decided initially when i started that i wasn't sure at all what to do and, uh, but in the end we ended up with the grass which i thought was rather nice yeah but it, you see, it doesn't take away from the cat. People, when they look at that picture, they see the cat. That's all they see. Yeah. Then they see the background. But they, they see, see the, the setting cat first. Yeah. Yes. And that's how it was meant to be. Subject first, setting second. Definitely. Well done. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. Excellent. Well, like I say, a lot of people have given that uh, a go. So. Always, well, we'll be. You know, I look forward to seeing them, and seeing how they turn out. Because if they're, I mean, we we give them the choice, don't we? You can either use, you can can either draw it out yourself, or you can use the line drawing. So it was a choice, and uh, people, I hope they have a go at drawing it. Mm. Even if they have a go at drawing it, and at, in the end, 
they say, well, I've had a go, but I'm not really 100% happy, then they can still use my line drawing mm. and can deplete the picture. So you've got the best of both worlds, really, there, haven't we? Mm. There's no pressure. No, absolutely not. No, we don't want that. That's what we don't want. We don't want anybody to be under pressure to have to do something. I mean, the whole idea of this is a, supposed to be a leisure industry and a, a form of meditation. And that's how I like to feel mm. art is, not constant stress mm. and tearing your hair out and mm. having sleepless nights over it. Never, ever get to that stage, folks. Give it up before you get there. <laughs> Okay, good. So there's another project we've uh, added this week as well, which is the Laying Dog, another one of our popular starter packs that's been sold as a, a pack for years and years and years and years and is currently um, on the membership site as well for, for members. And this, uh, you decided to video this one as well. This is the, you did the... Yes. Um, yes. You did, what was the first subject you did? I can't even remember. Now the bar now. That's it. Bar now, yeah. That's right. bar now. This is the second one. This is the laying dog. Yes, so. we've got a couple more coming up as well later on. The idea was, though, of, of doing them because they've been very, very popular over the years. They've been really popular packs and prints as well. I sold a lot of prints and a lot of packs of them. So it was going to be an obvious choice, really. And although I've done it before, I have done it before on a video many, many years ago, but that video isn't around anymore. I mean, we may have the odd customer that's got one of them. But uh, I thought, why not do it as a more universal? We've got a big audience now, and a lot of people would not have seen that video originally. Um, so I thought, why not do it? And I was really pleased with it when it came out. And um, the it, like the the Barnell, I, I remember mentioning to you a couple of weeks ago. I thought that the Barnell came out really well, better than the original, and so did this uh, Lame Dog. It came out better than the original, mm. and you'd expect it, you know, after a little bit more experience. And that's but, just using six pastel pencils with no um, no color shapers or anything like that. It's just no. These are no, just real right. beginners' techniques that you can produce that picture with. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It was done in, a, in, in, a, in another way, too. I, I did the, the nose last. Mm. I don't normally do that. I mean, before the background. I know you have to put the background on afterwards, but the, the nose was the last thing I did. And that was done deliberately. I wanted, because the nose has been so popular in my um, demonstrations, because I used to... It's on the Starting seven... Out DVD, I think, isn't it, as well? That's it's, right. I it's on there, it's, too. Yes, yeah. there's the nose. And I've used it Oh, I've I've drawn that nose hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times uh, because people found that particular one really interesting. You know, when I used to demonstrate the, the, the exhibitions and I had people all around me, you know, maybe a, a 10, 12, 15, I never counted them. There was, they were all behind me, breathing down my neck. <laughs> and they used to, and I used to show them how to do that nose because it's very simple, very quick. You know, you can do it literally on the demonstration. You can do it in three or four minutes so it was really good and and people so i've had it i've had a lot of experience in in understanding the reaction of uh, the public to it and the artist to it so i thought right okay that will be the final thing that i do and which is what i did there and uh i know we had a um uh, someone question someone on youtube yeah someone, someone on youtube, YouTube question it. it's particularly eye-catching that's and, right. And was that intentional, you know? And, and yes, it was. 
I mean, you could argue that it it was dominant, a little bit too dominant, but that was the idea. And because we had so much success as a print and so much success as a pack, hundreds of packs we sold of that, uh, starter packs, I mean, um, that I was pretty confident that uh, if I did it that way again, it would succeed. And it has. It's come really well. And the way you did it on YouTube with the... Um, speeded up version that's got a lot of hits <laughs> yeah it has. And, and and a lot of views i mean and and quite rightly too because it really is good fun to watch that even people who will watch it on the uh, member site uh, if they haven't already seen it on youtube i suggest they do because it's great fun to watch mm, it's only a few minutes as well you spread it right yeah, yeah yeah it's got a lot of thumbs up that video when people uh, thumbs up a video you know to say that they oh have they it. it's got a lot of thumbs up yeah so <laughs> so that's when you know people are impressed that's the sort of thing though that could go on general release you you don't have to be an artist to enjoy that do yeah you? You, you, you could say oh that's good fun yeah. wow that's it also on the subject of youtube we've just hit ten thousand subscribers just a few days ago wow so uh, ten thousand and twenty seven by the time well, at this time, but obviously the podcasts go up a little bit later. But yeah, it's a pretty pretty good milestone. And 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 YouTube respected it because this morning I opened my iPad up uh, to check out things, and the first thing you get you get little um, the subjects come up uh, saying you know Sky News or whatever you get you know, and there was YouTube there. You have hit ten thousand uh, subscribers. Wow. Yeah. So they recognise it as well, which is great. Pretty no, it's good. wonderful. I mean, we, we've done really well there. And gosh, and I know we've got a lot of people listening to this you, the, um, this podcast will have come from YouTube originally anyway. Mm. And so we have, we've done really well with that and, and continue to do it. And likewise, we return the favour, like the, like the dog, freebie yeah. that's gone yeah. on. So, I mean, it's lovely to see, lovely to do, lovely pre- uh, profession to be in mm. so if you want to check out the the laying dog and you're a member then log on to the membership site today and check it out uh, if you're an animal subscriber or if you are an all-in subscriber you can get access to it but if you just want the picture uh, just want to learn how to draw that one picture and we're throwing in the pack for free as well then go over to pastelpencilcourses.com and uh, find it in the list. There's currently 17 on there that I've added, 17 courses. The two free courses are on there as well, the kitten and the landscape, but you'll also find the dog amongst all of them as well. Um, And you can pay that one-off $7. It's about £4.50. And then you can get access to that and watch it to your heart's content, print off the pack, use the pack as well, and, uh, yeah, learn how to draw that picture. Well done. Well, they'll enjoy it. It's 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 a picture that once you've done it, uh, not only have you got great enjoyment out of it, but you'll sell it. If, yeah. If you want to sell it, you'll definitely sell it. There's no question about it. Put that in an exhibition; it'll be the first one that walks out the door. Yeah, because of the nose. Mainly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to use that nose not only uh, obviously in demonstration, but I used to use it to explain to people how. The, the the nose of a dog, uh, I think whether when a dog has got a snout, as we know, and it, it protrudes, and when they turn 
the dog turns its head, the nose obviously changes direction. And it's, it's really uh, interesting to see how that change, if you get that slightly wrong, just a little bit out, it looks weird. Immediately looks weird. You know straight away it's gone wrong. Cats, you can get away with a little bit more than you can a dog because they're not quite so, they don't, haven't got quite such a long snout. But dogs have. And I used to use that quite a lot in explaining to people how and how important it is to get the line right. You know, right. running down the center of the head, round so onto the top of the nose. Necessarily, it's, it's not, what it's not a fixed position necessarily. It, it you no. said it turns. It can turn. No, so it, it's... It, it does turn. Yes, and pe- right. pe- people, um, it, it's an interesting thing to 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 draw. If you draw something like that, you would. I would draw freehand. I mean, I would draw a line, a very faint line, down the center of the head. Mm. Say it was on its three quarter angle to, to where you're looking. And then run along the nose and down the nose. And the center of the nose, the line that goes down the center of the nose, would be, obviously, if it's three quarters, much, much wider on one side than the other. Oh, and yeah. that, uh, that slight difference can give you that line, that center line that runs right in the center, right in the middle, mm. can give you the, uh, the perspective. That it gives you, you that 3D effect as well. That's right. Exactly what it does. Yes, that like gives you the 3D out of the effect. Picture, as well as oh. the, the tone and the shading and the highlight in the nose, but it's also the, it's, yeah, it's the proportion. When I first started drawing, that's how I, I used to draw. I, I, before the square drawing really came uh, into its own, that's how I used to do it. You don't necessarily need it with square drawing because that tells you, it gives you the, once the squares, you can see then the, that difference. But before you got square drawing, or if you were drawing freehand, very important to have that line that runs down. Very faint. You don't have to you don't put too much of an emphasis. But the centre, right in the middle, underneath the dog's, or between the dog's nostril, you've got a little dip mm. that comes in. Well, that's the same line. That follows the same line. Unless you've got an unfortunate doggy. Oh, <laughs> as a general rule. <laughs> but as a general rule. That's no, good. No, just a general rule. It's a good, good little tip. Mm. Oh, good, good. All right, well, we'll uh, we'll end it there then this week. So lots of, of new projects for people to be trying out. And um, as always, we've got a few more podcasts uh, before we hit the 150. So keep those questions coming in until then. This is 147, I believe, isn't it? So we've got mm, three more. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so throw in your questions and uh, we'll answer them before, before the end. So Lovely. Good. Okay. Okay, thanks everyone for listening. That's it for this week. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. 